Bros. This is the All Bros Podcast. I am Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. We are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. This week on the podcast, we got a couple new pops um, that are coming out soon. Uh, we got one new Blu-ray. And our Through the Wall news, we or Disney Plus or Disney announced that they're releasing a new show for Disney Plus, their streaming service. Uh, moving on to this week's sneak peeks, we got a brand new trailer for Adam's Family. Just dropped this morning, didn't it? Yep. And we also got a uh, trailer for Joker, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Aw, yeah. And, ooh, we got some things to talk about. Color me intrigued. Yep. And then for our main event of the evening, we are going to break down the movie that is Shazam. Okay, you got to shout it. Come on. Shazam! There you go. There you go. Better? Yeah, way better. Thank you. <laughs> I hope that doesn't, like, deafen people. Yeah, we probably should have w- put a warning in there. Wh- whoopsie! <laughs> uh, you guys will figure it out. Okay, yeah. well, without further ado, I say let's get started. Let's do it. Okay, first off in Adventures in Hunting, we got two new pops. Uh, We don't know what they look like yet, but we do know what they are, and they are the Jim Lee Superman and the Jim Lee Wonder Woman. Have they announced if these are going to be common or exclusives? Not from what I saw. It looked like it was on one of those GameStop pages where it was the black with the green lettering. Ah, okay. All right, I get you. in the past, with the Jim Lee ones, they haven't—they've been commons. No, I actually think most of the Jim Lee ones, if they show up in GameStop's system, they're usually GameStop exclusives. Really? Yeah, because I think Batman and Aquaman and Flash were all exclusives. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. I'll have to double check that. But I'm well, I haven't sure. seen them anywhere else other than GameStop, so, so that could very well be true. So exclusives, they might be. Yeah. Uh, there are exclusives out. that don't do very well, surprisingly. Yeah, but they like the I get the that. first so one. Badass. The first Jim Lee one was Batman. Yeah, and that was the the Hush Batman. Yeah, where he's like kind of standing on the thing with his cape or on the rooftop with his cape out. Mm-hmm. That one was really cool. But last time we went hunting, I saw that one. Yeah, and then they did. Wasn't the Flash one just him running? Yep. Yeah. And then the Aquaman one was awesome. What yeah, was he ri- what was he riding on? So it was he wasn't riding on anything. He was he had his trident in one of those uh the parademons. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah I then, would I would like seriously pick that one up. Yeah. I regret was not to. Then I think the other one like the the mo- the mo- the comic moment with uh Batman and Green Lantern. Wasn't that a Jim Lee? I think that is too. Yeah, so th- or at least that it one looks was really like it. cool. Yeah, that one was really cool. Yeah, so I wonder what we're gonna get with Superman and Wonder Woman. I wonder. I'm willing to bet that we're gonna get another like pose, like uh, like Batman's with Superman. Because if I'm remembering right, Jim Lee's Superman's the really big buff one, and he has his like cape flowing out like forward. And he's like looking down. So I wonder if we're going to get that. 
and I don't know what Jim Lee's Wonder Woman looks like. If what you're saying will happen to the uh, Superman pop, I, <laughs> I kind of want that really badly. Yeah, if they do it right. Yeah. Because some of the movie moments don't really land with the with pop figures. No, they don't. There's very few that don't, yeah. but there's some. So, yeah, that would be interesting to see. Don't. Oh, uh, okay. The one that I feel doesn't is um have you seen I think it was a Hot Topic exclusive the um one where it had Grindelwald and uh one of his like creatures from Fantastic Beasts the Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, the the Thestral? Yeah. Yeah, it, that one was kind of lame. It's literally just them standing on a black platform that's really yeah it was it, it was wasn't it the commons yeah and they were just standing there yep yeah that one was dumb yeah you can't really consider that a movie moment i mean you could but it's like <laughs> it's a lazy movie moment yeah um yeah so we're kind of excited for that okay moving on to blu-rays uh the only blu-ray that's coming out this week is glass haven't seen who, but we ended up not. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, we were supposed to go see Glass, but I think we ended up going to see How to Train Your Dragon 3. I mean, in my opinion, you made the better choice, but yeah. I haven't seen Glass. That's what I hear. Yeah. We did watch Unbreakable. How was it? Does it hold up? It was a bit slow. Is it better than Split? No. Oh. Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson don't make the movie. They do. Like it's it's mostly Samuel L. Jackson that makes the movie. I feel that's a that happens in a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot like a lot of scenes with Bruce Willis that just fell flat. Okay, I mean, have you seen Pulp Fiction? Yes. I like. I feel it would have been like completely different. It was just. If it was just John Travolta's character, it wouldn't have been the same without Samuel Jackson there as well. Yeah. It, like, exactly like that. Like, I feel his performance in Pulp Fiction, Bruce Willis's, was better. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I don't think he was a, he was super strong as a character in Pulp Fiction. No, he wasn't. But well, his performance in Pulp Fiction was better than his performance in Unbreakable. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and that's nothing against Bruce Willis. He's no. incredible. He, he's I think an it's just, actor. I think it's just directing issues. Yeah, I feel you. Come on, Shyamalan. Yeah, he he does he does have the potential to put a lot of like heart into his roles. Um, me and Brielle actually just, well, technically it was just me. I watched uh, Over the Hedge. I was actually just gonna bring that up. Yeah, he like he I was love amazing that. He, as RJ. Yeah, he puts so much freaking just feeling into yeah. that. Yeah, and like I didn't realize how many big names were in Over the Hedge. I know, right? Like, holy shit! Yeah, I was like looking through the credits. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> okay, since you watched Over the Hedge, did you watch Shark Tale? I did not watch Shark Tale. Oh, okay. Did not age that well. Really did not. Oh. It, but it's kind of like the same thing as Over the Hedge. Like, you notice, like, I mean, you got Robert De Niro, Jack Black, Will Smith. Um, I know there's more. That's all I got right now. But, like, it's cool, like, hearing all these people's voices. But, like, the movie just... Mm, 
no. Over the Hedge aged really well. It did. Like, Shark Tale is like a guilty pleasure for me. I feel like it's it's one of wor- it's one of DreamWorks' worst, if not their worst. <laughs> I don't know. There might actually there might be a movie I hate more than. I uh, wait. No, actually, I I I do not like I the uh, 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 uh. I like Shark Tale better than the Boss Baby. I'll give you that. It's been ages since I've seen Shark Tale, okay, so should, I'll have to watch it again. You definitely should. Um, and compare, but Boss know. Baby wasn't great. It's still like with uh, Shark Tale, I can still enjoy it. Like it's cringy, but it's still very enjoyable, and I get a kick out of it. Whereas with the Boss Baby, I'm just like, I mean, Alec Baldwin's good at voicing, but other than that, like, it's really not that good. Hmm. Yeah. But back yeah. on topic. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Back on topic. Uh yeah, Bruce Willis, amazing actor, not super great role in Unbreakable. I'm am very excited to see how he does in Glass though, if he gets a little bit better. I I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. But okay, that covers everything in Adventures in Hunting, unless you got anything else to add. No. No. I th- that's another record, isn't it? No. It's not? I don't think so. Oh. Wow, we've been faster than this? I'm pretty sure. But it's All like right. when those days when we only have a pop or when we only have a Blu-ray that we've been quicker. Yeah, okay, good point. Moving on to our Through the Wall news, Disney announced that they're going to release a Monsters Incorporated show on their Disney Plus streaming service. Yeah. Um... You know a little bit more about that. I do. What so, information have they given on it? They haven't really given a lot of information from what I've seen. Um, it seems, though, th- though that um, John Goodman, Billy Crystal, Jennifer Tilly, like all the original like main stars are coming back for it, Ooh. which, I mean, thank goodness. Um, but like other than that, there's really not a lot. Let's Disney see. treats their people right. Like, I think that with Disney... Oh, wait, I... actually, so, sorry. Sorry, you continue. No, go on. Oh, so actually, I'm sorry. Actually, a lot has been... So it says, ahead of a Disney investor event that will herald more programming announcements on Thursday, the Hollywood Reporter has revealed the first details of Monsters at Work. Oh, that's what it's called. Okay. Okay. A new show coming to Disney Plus in 2020. It's set six months after the original Monsters, Inc., and follows a monster named Tyler Tuskman, voiced by Ben Feldman, described as an eager and talented mechanic on the Monsters, Inc. facilities team who dreams of working on the laugh floor alongside Mike and Sully. So, of course, that means Mike and Sully are back, and appropriately, John Goodman and Billy Crystal will be reprising those roles. The same goes for John Ratzenberger, Jennifer Tilly, and Bob Peterson, who will return to voice the Yeti, Celia, and Roz, respectively. There will also be lots of newcomers, including Tyler's best friend, Val Little, voiced by Kelly Marie Tran, the new boss, Fritz, voiced by Henry Winkler, fellow plumbers Smitty and Needleman, voiced by Stephen Stanton, and Tyler's, yeah, t- t- I think it's Tyler's, my bad, Tyler's mom, Millie, voiced by a- Aisha Tyler, among others. Hmm. So, yeah. It's I, good that they're returning. Yeah, but I also like the the new take on it. I do too, and I like that it takes place after Monsters Inc. So it's kind of like the sequel that we never got, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Which 
that's no hate to Mon- towards Monsters University because that I, was more of a prequel. It so was. it's not really so it's a, it is a sequel we didn't get. Yeah, and that's not saying that. I'm really hoping though a, that sorry I keep interrupting yeah. you. I'm no, sorry. You're good. Um, I'm really hoping it doesn't retcon Monsters University. I mean, well, I how would it retcon if it's a sequel? Well, I mean, Dumb and, or, Dumb, Dumb and Dumber 2 retconned uh, Dumb and Dumber when Harry met Lloyd. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? Because uh, it changed. So, you know like how uh, Harry's uh, parents are Asian in Dumb and Dumber 2? Sure. Okay. Have you not seen Dumb and Dumber 2? I, I think I have. It's been forever. Oh, okay. I don't. It, those aren't ones that I can watch over and over again. Oh, I can't. It's kind I of a one and done with shit me. shit out of those movies. <laughs> um, but with uh, the prequel that they made without... I don't even think they got the um, Far- Fairly Brothers, like... What's the word? Like, not approval, but like, they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead and make it. They were not happy with it. Um, but basically in the, when Harry met Lloyd, Harry, uh, Harry grows up with just having his mom, but then in Dumb Number Two, it's, he had Asian parents and was adopted. Hmm. And then it also changes how, uh, I believe how Harry and Lloyd met as well in the, like, official sequel. So, yes, Monsters University is kind of a lie because clearly in Monsters Inc., they say they've known each other since the fourth grade. That still irks the hell out of me. Yeah, that's that's uh, interesting. Yeah, but I still enjoy Monsters University so much. Like, yeah, I, like, I wonder how Disney's going to handle yeah, that. That's gonna be interesting. Like, I think it gets too much hate. Like, yeah, it's not like a sequel that we wanted, but I still think it's a decent sequel prequel. Like, yeah. I still, I really enjoy it. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that it doesn't retcon anything that happened and happened there. But I am very excited to see, uh, Mike and Sully back. John Goodman can do. Uh, never mind. I just remember Flintstones. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> might want to think about that. And you can't really say Billy Crystal can do no wrong because of parental guidance. That wasn't a terrible movie. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good either. <sighs> you got me there. <laughs> yeah. That I think that's another then, one of my guilty pleasure movies. I mean. You, no, you can't say the same about Jennifer Jennifer Tilly either, because <laughs> seed of Chucky. Uh, never mind. I was going to say something to compliment everyone, but you ruined it. Hey, you started with the Flintstones. <laughs> well, I was going to say John Goodman can do no wrong, but like, let's be honest, he was the best part of the Flintstone movies. Oh, he was. And what I find funny is, have you ever seen the like sequel prequel to that, Viva Rock Vegas? Yes. I'll take that as a yes. Okay, no offense against Rick Moranis, but I forget which Baldwin plays Barney in that one, but I'm sorry, he's closer to how Barney actually is in that. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, right? Yeah. I mean, and John Goodman played a way better Fred than the guy they picked to play in that one. Um, but I don't know. He uh, he I got a way I got a way more like Barney from him than I did Rick Moranis. Nothing against Rick Moranis. He's an amazing actor. I he think just he wasn't... can't pull off Barney. No, that well, I think Barney's kind of hard to pull off. He's, yeah, he's uh, a little rough. Yeah. But somehow a Baldwin was able to do it pretty damn well. I mean, Baldwins aren't terrible actors. No, they're not. No, like we give them a lot of shit. Not us personally, just the world. Yeah, but they're they're not half bad. No, they're really not. 
Yeah. So glad to see. Like it'll be interesting to see what Disney does with this monsters. Yeah. Monsters, well, Inc. I kind of feel how big of a part Sully and. So since this is, it's not. This is kind of like the not official sequel to Monsters Inc. Do you kind of wish that, depending on how Toy Story Four is, they would have done this with uh, the Toy Story franchise, made it into a TV show? No, really, uh, really, yeah. Okay. So I think Toy Story works better as a movie. Okay. But I do appreciate the shorts that they do. I I do too. Like I think that gives me just enough like because a lot of the stories you don't expect like i think the movies cover the the big events the big things that happen yeah the shorts cover like the everyday activities or the like everyday little adventures that they go on and that's all you really need but yet in toy story 4 we're getting a whole movie about bonnie losing a damn spork Uh, (laughs) so dumb so dumb. Wait, no, she doesn't lose him. I'm sorry. He tries to commit suicide. Yeah, but he can't because he's plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I still don't get like why Woody jumped out. Like, she wouldn't have thought he's a it was fork. Yeah, and it's not like she would have thought it was his fault. He's a damn toy. Yeah. But... Like, what's gonna happen? She's gonna pick up and she's like, "I knew it was you." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that just shows how loyal Woody is. So. Woody's, Woody's a little too loyal. He is, but I don't... like at some point you just gotta be the voice of reason and be like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, he was the only one that was sticking by Andy's side no matter what was going on. So yeah, Buzz and Jesse were like, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, like I fully understand the first one where he was trying to get rid of Buzz. Yeah. Because that one was 100% his fault. I understand the second one to a point because he's just like, I'm broken. No one's going to want me and all that other shit. Well, no, that's not the point. No, it's no, the point of Toy Story 2 is Andy's going to grow up and there's nothing that Woody can do about that. So what's the point of staying with him? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is just a rehash of Toy Story 2. But with Bonnie. <laughs> Damn it, Pixar. <laughs> we figured you out. Oh, that. Honestly, if Just this leave movie. the goods alone. If this movie revolves mostly around Woody, I'm not going to be opposed to that. Because, like I've said before, he is my favorite Pixar character. But at the same time. Why? Re- I mean, I, we don't know if that's true, but if this is. This really does happen. Why rehash Toy Story 2 when it's already a perfect movie? Exactly. But so wait till June. Disney, I think Disney needs to come out. Disney and Pixar, they need to come out with more original content. Like, Coco was awesome. Frozen was awesome. Tangled. I mean, yeah, it was based off of something, but the that good shit dinosaur was, amazing. was awesome. I'm totally kidding. I oh, I, I hated that movie. You just Fred Flintstone me again. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Say what you will about Good Dinosaur. Animation was incredible. Okay, that's literally the only good thing I can say about it. Okay. Like the backgrounds. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and the water. 
and the water. Okay. The water looked freaking crazy. Okay, and okay, the little kid, like what what was his name? Spot? Yeah. Okay, he was funny in some parts. A little bit. But uh, your sense of humor is just like really dull. Yeah, okay. It's a bit of a stretch there. Yeah. Um, but who in the hell thought, oh yeah, let's have the dinosaurs look like really animated dinosaurs, not make them look realistic like in Jurassic Park. Or like that, dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, okay. For a second, I thought like you were like, what's the word? Like saying the obvious or something. I don't know. Um, But yeah, no, good point. Yeah, That's that very, movie was freaking crazy that, too. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, very good point. But like, mm, they it doesn't fit. Not at all. Not even close. Oh, I know. <laughs> then there's Brave, which is all right. I find some things I like in that movie. It, There's a decent amount. Yeah. Um. That's really. Uh, uh. Just this is a real quick side thing. So I started listening to this new podcast. Yeah. Called Garbage or Gold, and their first episode like is Disney name. princesses. And so, like, their whole thing is they pick. There's only two of them. Yeah. And they pick what their garbage item is for a subject, and then they pick what their gold item is for that subject. Oh, okay. One of the ladies on that show for her garbage disney princess it was merida <laughs> sad well uh yeah okay i mean okay is it me or because i could not stop laughing when i when they uh when the scene came up in uh ralph breaks the internet when merida starts like spitting off something <laughs> i think it's elsa or no Vanellope's like what is she saying and Elsa's like oh we have no idea she's from the other studio <laughs> I was dying <laughs> like that is that, that's funny that is funny yeah so a little shout out to the garbage and gold yeah. there I'll definitely have to check you guys out it is their their shows are like super short which it kind of bums me out cuz I like have a lot like I have a lot of hours to waste in a day yeah I get you like I so who did she choose for her uh, gold? If that was her garbage, uh, I, don't I don't remember which one she picked. So the garbage princess for both of them because they each pick one, and then they like they have a voting thing on it, yeah, which is cool. One was or so one was Merida, the other one was Snow White for garbage. Yeah, what and it, against Snow White, it's because she. I don't know. You'd have to listen to it. You have to listen to it. I can't. I'm not going to spoil okay, it for you. Okay. I mean, I think, I, yes, she's like the least dis- established out of them, but I mean, that was like Walt Disney's first animated movie. Yeah. So you got to cut him some slack. Well, they're she, they're just going on Disney princesses princess as a whole, not oh. as a movie. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> and then the gold was Rapunzel from Tangled. I like that. And Jasmine. Naomi Scott Jasmine? Naomi Scott. Just is a, is a live action Aladdin joke. You hush. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd give it a listen. Okay. What what's it called again? Gar uh, Garbage or and Garbage and Gold. Garbage and Gold. Okay. Are they on iTunes? Uh they're on Spotify. Oh Spotify. Okay. Garbage and Gold. Got it. That's where I listen to them, too. They're probably, like, everywhere else, too. <laughs> Definitely give them a listen. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> that was a big-ass tangent. 
Hey, I feel considering how little news we have, I think it's okay if we get a little off tangent. Yeah. Uh, moving on to this week's sneak peeks. Uh, w- the first one we're going to talk about is the Adams family. Ba da da da. I had to. I didn't hate this trailer. I'm I'm, I, st- I'm not a fan of the Tim Burton style like claymation really? look. Well, this isn't claymation. I know it's not no. claymation, but it looks like it could be. It, it does, and in a way, like I feel it could have worked a lot better if it was claymation. But I still actually really like a lot of what I've what I'm seeing. Uh, I still think Wednesday looks really weird with the Freaking shape creepy. of her head. Um, but I think Oscar, I, uh, the, the Oscar Isaac is doing a great job as Gomez. And, um, I forget her name that plays, um, he, well, he calls her Caramia, doesn't he? You mean Morticia? Yeah, Morticia. Well, I can't remember the actress who plays Morticia in the, this one. Ooh, I'm going to reference her. Oh my gosh, you, you so actually hard. know her? Uh-huh. Shit. Ooh. Okay, yeah, you're going to have to reference family. Charlize Theron. That's her? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Booyah. Freaking three zip now. Wait. Yeah. Mo- oh, we restarted. Yeah, so. It's one, one zip. One, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, be that way. <laughs> I will be that way. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Yeah. I hate you. That's um, like the one that stood out to me. I was like Oscar Isaac and Charlize Theron. The other ones I I could. I think Chloe Grace Moretz is playing the voice of a uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, I uh, I forgot. To, I didn't catch who plays who's playing Pugsley. I didn't either. Okay, well, can I pull this up really quickly? Because yeah, okay. pull up the cast. Um, because a good cast. It is an amazing cast. I personally don't like the design of Gomez. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! What? Finn Wolfhard is playing Pugsley. No freaking <laughs> way! Love it. Okay, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's even better. What? Nick Kroll is playing Uncle Fester. Yes. And then Bette Midler is playing Grandmama. I love it. Okay, then who's playing? Um... I love. I'm like. I feel like this is going to be a movie that I can't stand to watch, but I would love to listen to. Because oh, I actually watched the trailer twice. I watched it once, and then I just listened to it. And I loved listening to it a lot better than I liked watching it. Really? Yep. Okay, what, um... And it's because the designs of all of them. Wednesday, I... like... Wednesday's the only one that, like, really bugs me. The other ones I'm fine with. I don't like Gomez. And I don't fat. like... Yeah. Okay. Like, he's, he's all... To me, he's always been the well-put-together... Dude, he has, but no, and like he's like he's fat, and then Morticia, I can kind of let go, but she's also like super crazy skinny. She is. Um, have you seen both of the live action Adams Family movies? Yes, I have. Okay, I love. I do those too. Movies. <laughs> I actually love the sequel better than the first one. I. Because I like I grew up with the sequel. I didn't. I watched the first. I grew one quite up with like bit. the show. Oh, you did. Yeah. I wa- I only watched the show a little bit, but yeah, I remember like uh like Uncle Fester falling in love with Debbie, and uh, Pugsley and Wednesday like keep trying to kill the baby. Like <laughs> it's that movie is just nostalgic to me. Um, yeah, that but, is pure nostalgia. Yeah. 
So just because like how it wasn't a huge staple, but like the Adams family did have a, have an effect on my childhood. I am looking forward to this movie quite a bit. And because it's by Tim Burton and I think he's the perfect person to take on the Adams family. Mm. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what he can come up with. Did he he didn't do the the live action, did he? No, that wasn't him. I actually do. Not. I'd like to see him take on a live action Adams family. That would be great. Yeah, I I'm not digging the animation. What? And um, it, I, it's just the claymation thing. It's I know it's not claymation. <laughs> it's like how many times do I have to correct you? <laughs> <laughs> like freaking backhand. When are you gonna learn, boy? <laughs> Hey, Arthur Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not a huge fan of the the, the stop motion look. Okay, I, I and I'm all like I'm not a huge fan of like the Tim Burton stylizations of the stop motion characters. Like I really liked uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. I liked that one because I I feel that the style fit. It's just whenever there's like a conversion from live action to not live action that it's it doesn't fit for me because i like i'm used super used to the live action characters and it's yeah maybe i may like like love this movie so i have no idea like um have you seen like frank and weenie yeah okay so like so yeah i so you're okay with that i mean you know it it was a good movie like i said not a huge fan of the animation the only one that I like in that animation style is Nightmare Before Christmas. You're picky. I know. I'm I'm like, crazy picky. Jeez, like, you don't even like the Corpse Bride? Uh Corpse Bride was actually really good. Okay, there's two that I like. So you'll take the Corpse Bride over Frank and Weenie. Yep. I hate you. <laughs> Okay, I want to know if... Okay, so we know the butler is going to be in it. I wonder if Hans is going to be in it. He is. He was in the trailer. He was? Oh, my bad. He was the one playing with... Oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. And he did the snap at the end. Like, how do you... I'm sorry. How'd you miss that? I'm sorry. Pay attention, Rose. Gosh, damn it. Shut up, Albers. Uh, But where was Cousin It? Is Cousin It going to be in this movie? I hope so. I freaking love Cousin It. Seriously. I guess we'll find out. Um, but I can understand like where you're coming from, how you're not the biggest fan of the animation. I understand that. Yeah. This is a personal preference of mine. Uh, anyway, I think that covers everything for the Adams family, unless you got anything else. No, I really don't. Uh, the last trailer we're going to discuss is Joker. Well, who's being played, portrayed by Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, boy. And I... My hopes weren't super high for a while. Yeah. This set them up fairly high. It it did. I, like I said earlier, color me intrigued because I'm loving what Joaquin Phoenix is bringing to this role. Yeah. His, he looks like a tortured soul. He really does. Like, like he's damn. skinny. Yeah. I can't, someone pointed out there was another movie that like uh, Joaquin Phoenix kind of had to get like a little bigger for his role, but then like he had to like get like really super skinny for this one. It's amazing like how some actors will go through go to depths just to make sure that they're in the right um, 
shape for certain roles. That Christian Bale's yeah. done it. Yep. Um. Oh shit. There's another dude that did it for like this piano movie. I forget his name. Hmm. Which is so dumb because I cast him as I. Th- someone like asked for a casting of a. Of a, Guardians villain that I, like I. Adrian. Brody, I think. I have no idea who that is. I may be like super wrong. You usually are. JK. Nope, it was Adrian Brody. Oh, sh- Oh, sorry, I was saying Adam Brody. What is he in? Looks very familiar. So he. For a second, I thought he was is Diego Luna. <laughs> in The Pianist. Never seen him. King Kong. Never seen him. Uh, Predators. Never seen it. Uh, all right. Let me see if I can find the movie. Okay, maybe I actually don't know him then. Miss our fantastic Mr. Fox. Who did he play? I don't know. You're making me do a lot of jumping around. No. He did the voice for Rickety the Field something. Is it a field mouse? Probably the field mouse. I think he only had like one damn line. (laughs) (laughs) But he did it very well. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that you might know him from. Um, You still need to watch that movie. Or have you seen it? Which movie? Fantastic Mr. Fox. I watched part of it. Didn't watch the whole thing. Because I'm not a big fan of that animation style either. I don't understand what you have against stop motion. It's I don't my know. favorite animation. I know. I, know. I love it's, stop it's motion. It's a personal preference, Rose. Damn. I know, but still, Fantastic Mr. Fox is such an amazing film. I'll have to give it another shot. As is Isle of Dogs. You still need to watch that movie. Uh, I, I like Fantastic Mr. Fox better. Like, not like a huge... Uh, I don't know if I, like... It was down to the two. It's probably a huge jump between which I like more. Um, but Isle of Dogs is still a great movie. So, you need to watch those damn movies. Anyway, <laughs> Adrian Brody had to get in like a cra- like crazy skinny. Christian Bale had to do it. Yeah. And it looks like Joaquin Phoenix is joining suit. Yeah, because he's like skin and bones in some of these shots. Yeah. There was a, a f- couple scenes where, oh, where he's bathing his mother. He, like, splashed that water hard in her face. I was like, like, are you trying to drown her? Because he was, like, laughing. And that laugh was, like, that one felt, like, heartfelt. And then the ones, like, further down, it just got more maniacal. Yeah, it did. Like, he was in a comedy club. And I wonder, that wasn't him up on stage, was it? No, I don't think so. So it was someone else, and then he was laughing. That laugh was a little weird. But it felt like he was learning how to laugh. It, yeah, it's a good point. And then it's just like later when he, we get like a real laugh in the, yeah, like the, the train. F- oh, that was that was that was perfect. Yeah, like that was that like he like summoned his inner Mark Hamill. Yeah, seriously though, I love the makeup. I lo- I love the Joker makeup that they're going for. It's growing on me. Yeah, it is very much growing um, on me. Love, uh, even like the suit at the end. I know we've seen it in, um leaked photos but i think it works really really well i do too uh 
I like how the Thomas Wayne is talking about like what kind of coward would hide behind a mask. Yeah. And I love that because freaking your son, boy. So <laughs> would hide behind a mask. I know it's been like speculated for a long time that the kid that uh, the Joker like makes smile in that shot that it's Bruce Wayne. Do you know if that's the case or I don't know. Okay. It very well could be. It looks like it could be. It does, yeah. Like a really, really young Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, but then if it is, how, well, how old does the Joker look to you in this? In this, he looks like younger forties. So then by the time he fights Batman, he'll be in his seventies in this universe. Well, if this is even the Joker that ends up fighting him. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Because they've discussed that there's going to, that there's like three different renditions of the Joker. There's been three. That, so yeah. this could very well not be the Joker that we know or that we're familiar with. The that's, one that fights Batman. That's but kind point. of the one that leads to Batman becoming who he is. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to pull that this was the or that this Joker is the one that kills His, Thomas and Martha and leaves Bruce alive. Can you imagine? That's how they end the movie. Oh, it's one hell of a dude, cliffhanger. that would be a perfect ending to that movie. Uh, didn't see that coming, did you, bitches? Yeah, and then that would just be the perfect ending to that movie. <laughs> it would. I would appreciate a cliffhanger like that. Yeah. But, like, what I would imagine from this Joker, what I think would make it, like, for an interesting tale is maybe he's the one that pulls the trigger and that's the and maybe he is the reason cuz eventually he's going to get too old or he dies or whatever yeah i think it'd be interesting if he was the one that introduced or that inspired the joke or the next joker that's the one that does take on batman and the reason Batman has this like hatred towards him is because of that image of a clown killing his parents. Yeah, I'd be down for that too. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> oh, I have so many good ideas for this, but I want to see what Joaquin Phoenix brings to the table. Yeah, I like, do too. Oh, like I don't know if there's a better casting for Joker. I can't really think of anybody other than the kid that's playing him in Gotham. Yeah, I there is no one else that I think could pull off. Uh, Jared Joker. Leto, come on! If they change Jared Leto up, if they change his Joker into being not super gangster, no. What like I if they if they changed him to be more like he was in the Batman animated series? Yeah, with the suit and the slick back hair and everything, he would be perfect. But then can we also have Mark Hamill dub over his voice? Yes. <laughs> he needs, like, he his laugh is super shitty, too. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, I haven't even seen this movie yet, and I already know Walking Phoenix is a better Joker than Jared Leto. I mean, but, yeah. <laughs> I but, mean, what? We got more footage in from him in this trailer than we did in The whole Jared damn Leto. Suicide Squad. Which... 
I'm not super upset about because it's super easy to forget his Joker. Yeah. So yeah, I'm okay. So with if that. they were to like seriously just reboot Joker to change him to be a little bit more like he was in animated, yeah, series, I don't think anyone would really complain. Mm-mm. I don't think anyone's going to be like, "Well, where's the gangster Joker? Where's Jerry Leto?" Yeah. Anyway, so which one are you most excited to see out of these two? This is hard for me because, like, unlike you, I loved the Adams Family trailer, but I also loved the Joker trailer. Can I have a tie? You can have a tie. Yes. I guess. Okay. Yeah. These are these two are tied. I'm gonna give it to Joker by a hair. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't think they would be this close. And it's mainly because of the voice acting. The voice acting can make up for a lot. This is true. In my eyes. But, I mean, same could be said for animation as well. Yeah. Animation can also, like, doom a movie for me. If if the story and the voice acting aren't great, it can go down. But, from what we've seen, the voice acting is really good and it looks like this like there you can't get much story from a trailer so i can't really dock no. it for that yeah. but so so far that's why it's up there yeah still regardless of the animation style okay. so yeah. yeah well i think that wraps up all of our news of the week let's say we move on to our main event of the evening let's do it it's time Time for the main event. Let's Okay, this week's main event of the evening, we are going to do an all bros breakdown of the movie Shazam. You still gotta yell it. Shazam! There we go. Whenever you say Shazam, you gotta yell it. Okay, maybe we shouldn't actually do that. So we Yeah, don't. maybe we shouldn't. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the only time I'll shout it, I promise. Don't lie. Yeah. Okay. I have to do it at least one so, time. So, for those of you who are new to our rating system, we have had it changed up a little bit in the since the past episodes that we've done it. Yes. So, we split it up into different categories, starting with story, and that we give it on a grade of 0 to 100. Uh, theme, the acting, the character development of the the main characters are the ones that we feel were the majority or ones that we feel changed most. Yeah, kind of like the standouts. Yeah. Uh, music, we grade on a scale of 1 to 10. The effects, we do on a scale of 0 to 100. The costumes, um, 1 to 10. And then we give it like a genre grade, which this one's. What do you think should be the, the this one should be definitely a superhero. Yes. Because duh. But what should the subgenre be? Um, is it? I don't know if it's adventure. I'm thinking like a family. Yeah, like this a, could a, be... a family superhero. Movie. It is. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. So yeah, and. Like I said, the genre grade is on a 0 to 100. And then at the end of the breakdown, we come up with our final grade for the movie. Yeah. And we try to be as unbiased as humanly possible. So I went to go see this on 
Saturday, Saturday night, and you just got back from it. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Caught the 250 showing. Hell yeah. So, let's just kick it off. Uh, for those of you that don't know already, these are spoiler reviews. We're just going to go over everything in the movie. So, if you want the whole movie uh, spoiled, please stay tuned. Yeah, or go see it. Yeah. So hugest spoiler in the movie, Shazam chokes Superman. <laughs> Kills Superman. It's the biggest spoiler of the movie. I did not see that ending coming. What about you? It was a little heavy for the kids. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, PG-13 my ass. Should have been Ray at R. Yep. So, first off, story. And I have the synopsis. Yep. Shazam. Explores Billy Batson's life, an abandoned 14-year-old looking for his parents, isolated himself from anyone willing to give him anything until he is given a final chance to settle in with a new foster family, themselves orphans, hoping they can help him see sense. Billy finds himself out of his depth quickly, and it ends as so many had before, him running away. But this time, he runs into a powerful wizard and must take the mantle of Shazam leaving him with a confusing face, a confusing body, confusing powers, and no one to turn to but his foster family. So, this the movie opens up. I didn't realize where they were going to take this. That was one... Okay, like, for a second, when this movie opened, I actually thought, like, all three of them were going to die when the car flips. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's one way to open it, Warner Brothers. Okay, all right. All right. I, I can respect that, but no, then they all lived. Yeah, I really liked how they opened it. I did you, too. You really felt why Doctor. So the, it opens up with a young Thaddeus Savannah, and I thought they said they called him like Thaddy, and I thought they called him Batty. So I'm like, is that a young Billy Batson? I. Really? You heard Batty? I, I heard Batty, but I my, sh- heard my hearing is absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to get that checked. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone else, I guess, heard Thaddy. <laughs> I don't even know if I heard Thaddy. I just heard Thad. Did they really say Thaddy? I, I don't know. Huh. They Second-guessing each other now. Yeah. So they open that up, and they're, like, mean to this kid. Like, damn. His brother's a dick. Yeah. Freaking asshole. This was all your fault if you weren't playing with that stupid eight ball. Dad wouldn't have flown out of the car. <laughs> well, I mean, eh, he's got a he's got a little bit of a point. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so he's holding this. He's getting picked on by his family, and then they suddenly just disappear. And I was like, "Where the hell is this going?" Yeah. And then he it does the. Thing where he ends up at the the Rock of Eternity. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, oh, I think okay. that's what the cave is called. Okay. Yeah, so they call it the the Rock of Eternity, and he meet he's face to face with the wizard, which is what's his name, Dijon Hans. So he he plays Korath in the MCU. That's yeah. really all you need to know. Yeah. So he is looking for a successor. To take on his powers, or like to take his place as the champion. Yeah, as champion to keep the seven deadly sins in check. 
but he is tempted by this eye and like the seven deadly sins kind of get him to go towards this eye and then the wizard's just like you're not worthy get you're the not hell pure out. of heart and then just sends him on his merry way <laughs> okay really quickly with the seven deadly sins and the statues of them I don't know if this was just me, but I got a huge like throwback to TMNT with oh, with a uh, total throwback. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I totally thought of the Stone Brothers and Sister. Okay, I'm glad I'm oh, not the only one. Oh, it wasn't just you. Okay. <laughs> Dude, and it took me forever like it, I was on my ride home when I realized that. Cuz I was like look like when they were doing their thing and I'm like, "What the hell is this from?" Yeah. And then I was driving home, and I'm just like, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you get a very strong TMNT vibe right yeah. there. The way that they're talking, because their eyes are glowing. Yeah. And everything. The statue design was incredible, it though. It was. Those look badass. Yeah. Very intimidating. Yeah, so he's doing all this, and if he's able to, like, Shazam, or the wizard, Shazam is his name is able to kind of hold back the seven deadly sins with his power, but he's grown weaker as he grows older. Mm-hmm. So he needs to find a champion to take his place. And apparently he goes through a shit ton of champions. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. And I really appreciated how it eventually got down to Billy. What how... I find interesting though, with like, cause this never showed in the trailers, of course, but Billy was never offered the, uh, like, oh, if you take this eye, you get everything you want. So Billy was kind of just like, well, if I don't do this, then I just leave. I'm not offered two options. Yeah. So in essence, Billy kind of got a one-up. A little bit. But this is where I also feel it would it fit. Like, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. Because when he gets introduced to the wizard, he's just... Or all the other people are like, he's all, like, all the other people that got abducted and they're like doing this study of mass hysteria and they're all talking about the wizard that takes them and saying like, I'll get all this power. But then there were these statues. They were all saying like, yeah, I can do this. Like, yeah, I want this power. Yes, yes, yes. And then when Billy comes around, and he's just like, I'm trying to find someone who's pure of heart, this and that. He doesn't accept it. He's just like, that's not me, bro. Yeah, that's true. Like, and no I, one else did that. I find it interesting that he points out, like, yeah, that's not me. And I don't even know if there is anyone pure of heart. I thought that was interesting that he pointed that out. Yeah. I, th- he, I think he is a person that, like, lost faith in humanity. Yeah, he really did. And... Kind of towards the ending, like you, you kind of understand and why, yeah, and and that, his that backstory a... is just rough. It is, but the kid that played him, uh, Asher Angel, did a remarkable job. He was amazing, but so good. Let's save that for acting. Yeah, so I really liked how you kind of related with the the villain. Dr. Savannah. Yeah, you did. You really got in his head about like why he's such a shitty guy. Yeah. And damn, he threw his own brother out the window. Yeah, he didn't even think twice. No, he did not. And 
for good reason. His brother's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then I forget which sin he had to eat his father. Greed. Greed? Okay. Mm-hmm. I liked how that, like, did you, like, I liked how he was able to, con- like, kind of control the sins. And then it wasn't was until cool. the end when Billy real or figured out that Wait, where's the number sins seven? were controlling him. Yeah. I just love how he points out. He's like, wait, that's only six. Where's the seventh? And I loved that. That was really, which one was in him again? Envy. Envy. That's what it was. Because that's like his whole deal. He's envious of people with power. Yeah. He's envious of his brother, who's the right hand man of his father, and he's envious of his father. And then he eventually gets this power, and he's just like, no one can beat me. And the sins say, no, the wizard's champion can beat you. And then he wants that power. Yep. And it's constant envy. Yep. Nothing is ever good enough. Yeah. And, oh, like that worked amazingly well. It did. I completely agree. Now, Billy's story, you kind I really liked because it showed two different perspectives of that story. It did. It showed his perspective where it, he was having he thought that he was just having a good time with his mom at the carnival and got separated from her and then she just kind of lost him and couldn't find him forever and he was on the constant hunt for this family and that he like never had yeah and it kind of grows into uh, while he's dealing with that, that's when he gets the power thrown on him. It's not a something to help him with this. Or it's not something to like his issues with his family and him getting the powers are things that he's struggling with at the same time. And I loved that. I did too. Someone pointed out that this is like this is kind of like. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse a bit with the coming-of-age story. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of anything that stood out in the story that I had issues with. Like, can you think of anything? Not really. Story-wise, I feel it flowed pretty damn well. There weren't really any hiccups. It wasn't, like, super slow. No, it, it was wasn't. really, really well paced. Yeah, like I was never bored at all during this movie. This movie actually felt longer than it was, but not in it a did. bad way. Yes, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I completely agree. Like, like we got the we had this issue with Fan Four Stick, where it just felt really quick, but it was like a decent sized movie. They yeah. just went through so much stuff. This. They yeah. had the r- correct amount of stuff and then just put you through it. They Like, they didn't have too much yes. stuff in it. And it flowed really well. Like, I feel even um, at having uh, all the other foster kids, like, turn into their own Shazam, I don't think that really affected the story at all or even slowed it down. Mm-mm. It wasn't overblown. It was a really well put together piece. Yeah. Or, like, that aspect of the story like that was really well put together like it didn't feel out of place nope it didn't feel forced in any way yeah like it it wasn't like 
I'm trying to protect his foster family. Open the door to the Rock of Eternity for him to go get the staff so he could transfer his power. And like normal curious people do, the foster family just walked through the door, not realizing that it was going to shut behind them and they were going to be freaking SOL. Yeah. Yeah, like that, it didn't seem forced because like they were put in that situation and they're like, oh shit. And then it just kind of worked into a way where Billy knew that he was outnumbered and he's just like, wait, I can transfer my power like the wizard did to me. And then was like, kind of realized, hey, I got a whole freaking team here. Yeah. Which was, oh, that was so awesome. Yeah. I lo- <laughs> I love it the part when when uh, he's like, "Okay, put your put all uh, everyone put your hands on the on the staff and then say my name." They're like, "Billy, no, 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 not no, not my actual name. The name I say to turn into this guy." <laughs> Dude, uh, I love the scene with the uh, the wizard where he's like, "Place your hand on my staff," and he's like, "Ew." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still laugh even though like it was played out in the trailer when he's like, "Say my." but I don't know your name, Shazam. He's like, wait, for real? I still laughed at that, because it's still funny. A lot of the stuff that we saw in the trailer still made me laugh. Yeah. Because, like, I think there was just more context behind it. Like, it's funny on its own. It's funnier with the context. Yeah, like, the whole, like, uh, um, oh my goodness, I, I guess, like, a corner store, whatever, that whole scene still made me laugh out loud. Everything in there, even though most of it we saw in the trailers or clips, it was damn funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. I love that he. it took him so long to figure out that saying Shazam turns him back. Yeah. I love when uh, they're testing out the bullet immunity. He's like, wait, we only know that your suit is bullet immunity. Shoot at his face. Yeah, shoot at... Wait, what? (laughs) I can't believe the the robbers did. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Like, I'd have been like, F that, <laughs> and left. Yeah, seriously, though. Oh, that's more of the acting, because I have so much to say about the acting in this. Uh, yeah, I do, too. I'm just trying to think of how well the story flowed. Because it flowed perfectly. It... There wasn't any, any like, big hiccups. No, there really wasn't. So, what are you thinking with grade on story? Almost, like, a 95? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. too. Like a real hard 95. Yeah, I completely agree. So let's go 95. All right. The theme. And I think this was a very family-centric theme. It was. Kind of like learning to... What's the word? Like, sometimes um, being placed into a new family is better than your old family. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, he was searching for something that didn't exist. Like his, he thought it was his mom lost him and then just couldn't find him for the longest time. And he was searching for someone who didn't want him. Yeah. yeah. Which, oh my gosh, that and was that so was depressing. That was so sad. It led to it like an amazing growth moment. Yeah. But I love how he hands <laughs> it over the, um, the like ball compass. Hands it over to her, and she, he's like, yeah, I think you need this more than me. Yeah, I love that. That like, was fantastic. I think that was when he like truly let go of his idea of family. Yeah. 
Like, he already had his hesitations towards it, but that's when he, like, truly gave it up, and he was just like, where do I start? And then later when he realized that he could count on his foster family and cared for them, that's when he started his opinions on the family changed. So, what are you thinking with the the theme? Because I think there was minor issues. There was, but it was still really... it was great seeing how where Billy Batten's Billy Billy Batten Billy Batson started and where he ended at the end of the film. That's more um, of a character development. Yeah. Okay. Thing. Sorry. So um, this is more like the theme of family. Yeah. Um, I feel it was a little overplayed with some like the things that the foster family or the foster parents were saying. Like they played it like loving family, like hardcore. Yeah. And so. I think that kind of detracted a little it bit did, from it. It did, but I did like that how they pointed out that, you know, like, we were foster kids ourselves. We get it. Just take your time. That's that's all we care about. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked how they were talking, like, when they thought he ran away, and they were just like, what are we going to do? Like, someone else is going to find him, and they're like, well, when they call and say, hey, they got him, like, we're going to be the, the first, first people that accept him back with open arms. And I yeah. was like, that is freaking great <laughs> yeah that is really great but it was yeah they played it back super hard yeah I can like over and over again and i'm just like we get it yeah <laughs> like you love him we get it <laughs> um maybe like an 85 i'm thinking 85 as well okay okay moving on to acting yes. we got Billy Batson, played by Asher Angel. Shazam, played by Zachary Levi. Freddie, who is played by Jack Dylan Grazer and Adam Brody. Dr. Savannah, who is played by Mark Strong. Darla, who is played by Faith Herman and Megan Good. Mary, who is played by Grace Fulton and Michelle Borth. Eugene, who is played by Ian Chen and Ross Butler. Pedro, who is played by Yovan Armand and DJ Catrona. Rosa, who is the foster mom, played by Marta Milans. And Victor, the foster dad, who is played by Cooper Andrews. So, I think we should just go down the, the list there agree let's do it because a lot like these were a lot of uh these were a lot the main people yeah this so let's start with asher angel okay billy batson so i feel uh most what's the word uh i feel jack dylan grazer is going to get a lot more attention for this from this movie because it feels like he had a lot more to do well not more like his his part was yeah billy or Asher and Zachary split the, yeah, the screen um, time. But I feel Asher uh, Angel's role should not go like, what's the word, unseen or what like unrecognized because he was amazing as Billy Batson. He was. I ha- I don't think I have any complaints about him. Like, um, I, I think he was like good at like the emotional parts that he needed to. You could definitely he played off being the uh, foster kid who'd literally. I can take care of myself. I don't need anybody. Just like, like this is just temporary. I 
don't really love any of you. I think he played that off very, very well. I I think there were some issues with his with his acting a little bit. Like his the character himself was a little inconsistent. The uh the scene where the bullies are picking on Freddy. Yeah. Him going to fight those bullies or to beat on them was really kind of out of place for him. Especially for where he was later down the line. He was like he was like cowardly later in the movie, but then like kind of the hero at the beginning. If if so you like, listen to kind of like what they're saying to him, like, oh, is you know, like, is your fake family going to stand up for yeah, you? Yeah, but he agrees. He's like, yeah, we're not a real family. The, I can't. I gotta watch the scene again. But I want to say that there was like one line that like made him just like turn around, and like you can understand why. So it it was the the fake. It family was the thing. fake family. It was the fake family thing. But like that's the thing that got me. It's, it's just like, okay, are you going to be the guy that stands up for the little guy? Like, why? Why did he stand up for, to these bullies? I don't know. I feel like the the fake family thing, and given the fact that he's, you know, the poor kid is crippled, and he does add after he beats their ass that, oh, you know, like, oh, sorry that I aimed low, but it seems like you guys don't like to play fair or fight fair. So, I don't know. In a way, like, I think, like, just those two things pushed it to where he's like, I'm not just going to stand back and let this go. Which kind of doesn't make sense for like with what he did later. Like running yeah. away from Savannah. That's a good point. It was it was odd. It, I mean, Savannah did have uh, superpowers. These guys were just bullies. It is kind of yeah, like but he did, he did that knowing that if they caught him, it was they were going to kick his ass. That's that's a good point. So, I, I I'd have to dock a little bit from him, and this is just because he was such a big role in this. Too. Okay, there was some inconsistency with the character and how he was how he acted, and I feel like that could be like a character development thing too. It could be docked as both because he seemed like super. Like, oh, I'm going to stand up for the little guy. And then later it was just like, yeah, freaking screw that shit. Like, I'm going to, like, I have these powers now. And the only one I'm going to stand up for is myself. And then when it's got too hard, he's like, I'm going to go run away like a little puppy. Um, so he was a, uh, the character, and I don't think that has anything to do with him. I think that's more of a writing thing. It is. Yeah, it it didn't have anything to do with the actor. I so I'm, I'm going to dock that a little bit more for in character development than I am in acting. Okay. Acting wise, I think he did really good. Yeah. And I think that. Yeah, I think if he's setting the the bar for Billy, mm-hmm. I'm thinking ninety. Can we meet in the middle? Ninety three. I can give you 93. Thank you. Okay. Zachary Levi. So him, we need to judge how on how well he portrayed playing Billy Batson. 
in a way. So he kind of portrays Billy Batson as a kind of like a 14-year-old kid figuring out he has superpowers. And in that aspect, he did a great job. I mean, if I was 14 and had all the, these, I'd be freaking my ass out. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Because I think the biggest complaint we had about him in with the trailers was that he seemed a lot more kitty than he did. Um, Billy was, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. Because like Billy's like really, he, he's a hard kid. Like, like you don't really see Billy like enjoy being a kid. Um, but when he's placed into this uh body of a superhero. It looks like he's having the time of his life. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you were placed into the body of a superhero, would you go from kind of like a downer, I'm not enjoying my childhood, or I'm not enjoying being a kid, to being like, this is freaking awesome. I'm having the time of my life. Okay, I'll give you that. I I think I would act like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'll give Zachary a little bit more points yeah. than that. Um, I think in the more serious moments, he did play his part really well. Like he felt like, like you said, the guy that's or the fifteen-year-old that's having the time of his life with these powers. And then when someone comes around and is like, you're not using them right, then he gets a little, like, angsty. Yeah. And I think he pulled angsty off really he well. He did very well. So, there were a few scenes that stood out to me that were just, that fell a little flat with the with his acting. And the... One scene is when he is like super far away from Savannah and he's just oh, like, like the, that, like the whole thing where he's like, I can't hear you, dude. I actually liked that. Scene. It would, I thought it was hilarious, but his acting w- was off there. I'll give you that. It felt like really out of place. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Like, don't like, like I said, don't get me wrong. It was freaking hilarious. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> Like, this is exactly how this crap works. Yeah, yeah, seriously, though. (laughs) But it also, like I said, out of place. Okay, I can agree with that. So, for that, what are you thinking? Do we think maybe the same score? Maybe three? I'm thinking, like, 90. 90? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give, yeah. Because I think I did actually like Asher Angel a little bit more than Zachary Levi in this movie. Yeah. That's like weird to say that I liked a, a kid actor I've never seen more than someone I've seen a lot of. But yeah. Yeah. And I think we're being a little harsher on Zachary Levi because I think his role was a little bit more significant. But yeah, it was. Um. Next, we got Freddy, played by Jack Dylan Grazier, who was the the super sick kid. Big yeah. old quotation marks there in it. Yep, he played Eddie. Freddy. Well, in it, he was Eddie. Oh, 
That's right. <laughs> I was going to fail you again. I'm like, nope. It was Freddy, dude. <laughs> Gosh, watch your damn movies, man. Come on. So he played the character that knew everything and anything there is to know about superheroes. And he pulled that off really yeah, well. Tr- yeah. Very, very well. I don't. This kid, um, he sh- he's shown to me that he can really act, especially in it. And I feel he kicked it up a notch in this movie. He like, did. I didn't think he could do any better than yeah. he did in it, but no. he did fantastic. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a scene that I had a problem with him in. There wasn't one for me. Yeah, like, no, there he wasn't. Pulled off every every scene he was in. He like stole the show. Yeah, he did. Like. The way that he welcomes Billy is so funny. Like he's how oh, oh um, uh, what what's the dad's name? Victor pushed me down the stairs. No, dude, dude, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's it's um, what what was the it's other cancer. one? Cancer. Yeah, he's like, dude, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's like, they may seem nice, but it really gets it gets games Game of Thrones up here at night. He's like, dude, stop being so serious. I'm just yeah, it's so great. Uh, dude, he did he pulled. Every scene he was like, I think damn near perfect performance from him. I completely agree. So I'm giving 100. Yeah, me too. Adam Brody, who also played Freddy, but in Shazam form. Yeah. He felt okay. He did. As far as like the adult versions go of these characters, I think he was one of the best ones. Um, because like everything that came out of his mouth, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that'd be coming out of Freddy's mouth. Yeah. Uh, like the whole, um, oh, I've read all the moves uh, when it comes to supervillains. Let's see what you got. And uh, one of the uh, seven deadly sins brings out his, uh, like he's like huge claws, and he's like, well, that's terrifying. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he he did really good, I think. Yeah. Like, for what he was given, and I, I feel it's kind of hard to pull off an adult version of a kid sometimes. I mean, some people have done a great job, but at the same time, it's a, it's a very hard thing to do. Yeah, it is really tough. Especially, like, when, well, okay, not like the adult version of a kid. I mean, like, when you're the adult version of this kid, but you're still a, you're still acting like the kid. You're still right. the kid at heart. I wonder how much time they, like, these actors that p- portray the superhero versions of them, how much time they spent with those kids. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I think with, the, like, the older kids, it may have been a little easier to kind of twist them the way that you wanted to. But with the younger ones, like Darla or Eugene, I feel it might be a little harder for someone to kind of get their mannerisms right yeah but like we'll get to that but right now just adam brody i'm thinking because like this is kind of weird like the the i think we need to come up with something for the acting grade because there is like some like where they were their acting was good, but it wasn't like an outstanding thing. Like Adam Brody's, he was good, but it di- it didn't stand out. Yeah, as much as Jack Dylan's did. Yes. So I'm um, thinking ninety. Yeah, I would say that's fair. Like maybe I was like thinking maybe eighty five, 
I would boost. I would give him a ninety. Ninety. Yeah, I think it. He deserves it. Okay. Uh, moving on to Mark Strong, who played Doctor Savannah. I thought he did a good job. I think he did too. There were times where he felt a little off. Yeah. There was uh like the scene when he was in the the boardroom that felt a little weird. Like, cause he was getting intimidated by these like little punk assholes, and he's an intimidating human being. Yes. And I think he was trying to play that he was a little like vulnerable, more vulnerable than he looked. <laughs> True. Like he looked like oh they could like ruin my life right now, when it it looked completely opposite. Yeah. And then like there were some scenes where. When he runs in, or when he first meets Billy, yeah, as Shazam, and says like, "Give me your power." That felt really just, it felt weird. When he's just like, "Give me your power," and he's just like, "Really, dude? Like, what did you expect was going to happen?" Like, he's just like, "Okay, here you go." Yeah, but I mean, this is how super villains work in movies. Let's face it. Yeah, I'm thinking eighty. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, like, I love Mark Strong. I love what he did with the character. I love the story behind the character. Wasn't super digging some of the those scenes. I wasn't either. Um, Moving on to Darla, played by Faith Herman, who most people would recognize as Randall Pearson's youngest daughter from This Is Us. I've only seen a couple episodes of This Is Us, so I do not. You're missing out on an amazing show, dude. Yeah, I know. Um, What did you think about her? She was freaking adorable. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. She was so freaking cute. Uh, it, like, pissed me off how cute she was. <laughs> I know. I was like, gosh, you can do no Billy wrong. Billy just had to be a dick to her at the beginning. I know. Like, it's like, you don't have to hug me every time. We're not really brother and sister. I'm like, dude, way to crush your spirits, man. Yeah, she can't help that she's a hugger. Freaking asshole. Like, seriously, <laughs> she's trying to make the best of this foster situation by considering that, considering you her brother. And you were ruining that for her. Like She was like the first to welcome him into the home with open arms. Yeah, exactly. I have no issues with her. I don't either. Um, I loved her her scene with uh with Mary and Pedro when they're on the couch and Mary's just like, "Don't you guys see it? Billy's Shazam." Like they don't have the name, but what do they call him? The Red Tornado or yeah, the the, the superhero? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they would be like, yeah, "Don't you see? Billy's the superhero." Like. Like, how would he know that I was in a foster, like, all this other stuff? And then she's just like, ah, finally, you guys figured it out. <laughs> like, I'm still a good sister. <laughs> just confirming what they they were doing. Yeah. Like, I think there would have been, like, a glimmer of doubt. But then Darla was just like, like, yes. <laughs> so, I'm thinking 95 for her because yeah. I freaking loved her. Yeah, she was amazing. I really liked like her sassiness, like even when she yes. was like little. Yeah, it was like so. Oh, with 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 the seven deadly sins, when the when Savannah's just like eat the little one. I'm like, what? 
Like this is some dark shit, dude. <laughs> so and then for when she family when he like was like no, and she put him down. She like slapped yeah <laughs> the seven deadly sin or whichever one that was. I what was that one? I did. I don't know. I know. Gluttony was the fat one. Greed. I forget what the monkey one was. I'd have to do more. I honestly only on remember what envy looks like. Yeah, I just I remember gluttony, and I do remember greed a lust little bit. a little bit because uh, after Billy makes that joke about like I expected lust to be a lot hotter. I kind of like focused in on her like during like the big like group action shot. So I do remember lust a little bit. Yeah. I want to get a picture of like all of these. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love that one. Um, yeah. So 95 for Faith, Faith Herman. Megan Good. She was my favorite adult of these foster kids. She played adult Darla. Yeah, I don't know. I actually think my favorite was probably adult Freddy. I see your point there, and but I'm still going for Darla. That's completely fair because I love. Yeah, I loved her as adult Darla. She was great, especially like uh, when she uh, she like saved Santa. And she's like, "Oh my goodness, you're really him. I've been great all year. I promise." It's like, what the hell? That was funny. Yeah, I had no issues with her. I didn't either. either. She pulled off a how old is darla like eight she's young yeah i don't i don't remember her age though well however old she is she did a very good job of portraying her as a 20 something year old in it or a kid in a 20 something year old's body yeah i'm thinking 90 because i, I can't I, I can't justify giving them like a really good score yeah. With how little of a role they had, that's fair. And it, uh, yeah, it's I like agree it's rough, that. but they were also a big part of it because they were portraying the kids as well. Yes, I agree. All right, moving on to Mary, played by Grace Fulton, and Grace was the oldest of these foster kids, and I really liked her. I did too. I she didn't. I mean, she, I don't know. Did she really get a lot to do in this movie? Not a whole ton. She, she was, her main thing was she applied for colleges yeah. and got in. And now she has to leave her family. Yeah, like, so we first get introduced to her at the beginning when Billy's getting introduced. And they're mm-hmm. like, just go with the whole foster family thing. You'll, like, they eat that shit up. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. And... Then the next time we see her is when Billy saves her from getting ran over. Yep. And then kind of spoils that he's Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that one, and then, then like her role kind of increased with, like after that moment, because then it was she was there to kind of put the pieces together that he's Shazam, and yeah. I liked how she was able to piece it together because. Billy ruined it. Yeah, he kind yeah he kind of did. And I did appreciate towards the ending, like when uh Billy's fighting off um Doctor Savannah, 
how she kind of really gets the chance to play like the big sister kind of role. She's trying to protect all three of the other uh, young ch- young kids. Sorry, other four young kids. So I thought I thought that was cool. That was it was kind of a cool character arc for her. Yeah, she apparently plays a really big part in the comics. And th- yeah, she they're... didn't really get that chance in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I I hope that they explore the story of some of the the other kids a little bit better. I do too. If they are in the sequel. Yeah. Cause I think the others are like, have super interesting backstories. They do. I completely agree. I mean, as much as we got. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't get a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot more of grace than we did. Michelle Borth who played the adult or yeah. what, what would you grade grace? I feel you don't really have a lot to grade her off of. I mean, and like everything that she was in, she did a really good job. I really don't have any problem with her acting at all. Yeah, but I'm thinking like 85. Yeah. Um, What about Michelle Borth? Because we didn't see a lot of her either. I don't even know if I can like really grade her acting is more of her like presence. Should we skip her? Yeah. Like, okay. I think she only said like one word. Maybe. Yeah, seriously though. Um, one note I do have about this. Yeah. Casting for the adult version of Grace Fulton, amazing. Like I thought it was just, I thought it was Mary, but with makeup. <laughs> yeah, I I did too. So and yeah, I, that, I that was, was like, wait, did they even change her? And then when the credits happened, and they showed that the change, the oh, okay. Yeah. So good casting on the, um casting director's part great yeah. job uh, moving on to Eugene uh, played by Ian Chen I loved this kid yeah he's he fun. is in he's the youngest brother yeah. in Fresh Off the Boat oh yeah never heard of it it's it's a pretty good show huh okay I'll have to check it out and he is he was pretty great yeah he, he didn't play a whole lot he didn't have a whole lot to do at the beginning. Other than, like he was the one of the first to get introduced to Billy. Yeah, kinda. I think the line that he says when he's first introduced is pretty funny. Like the dad's what's his name, Victor, is like, "Hey, you know, uh, no video games after dark." He's like, "Well, when did it get dark outside?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how they set him up as the video game nerd and yeah. how that came back when he got superpowers. Yes. Which we'll talk about in a second. Um, yeah, he he was also one of those. He didn't have a whole lot to do. The only thing yeah. that he really did was the research on Billy's, Billy's actual mom. Yeah, yeah. So all I thanks a, to Watch Dogs. That's that's the main reason why he was able to. So I have a hard time grading him. I do too. So maybe skip him as well. Because he, I think, uh, yeah, but what about the? Didn't they kind of like have the exact same thing with the young and adult versions of him? Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, okay, we'll skip Ian Chen and Ross Butler, but Ross Butler played the adult version of Eugene, mm. and I think he did really well. At he did being like they still kept it the feel of like the video game nerd 
And him, like, using his lightning and saying, like, Hadouken. <laughs> Especially how he added the fatality. The fatality. That was amazing. And he's like, look, I even did it with my voice. <laughs> uh, like, I, I thought that was really great. It was. Yeah, I think the, like, even with pa- Pedro super hard, he didn't even talk. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this. <laughs> the adult version of him had more character development than the actual, like, character. Yeah, if you can even count that as development. Yeah, because all like, he says is, guys, look at these pecs, and oh my goodness, I actually do got it. That's lit- that, That's his two lines. Yeah, like, gosh damn it. <laughs> we suck. Yeah. We should have thought this one through a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, all of these had, like, significant. I but did, when too. when you really for... think about it, you're just like, ah. Yeah. Um, like, they're they're all great. They all they portray are, yeah. being little kids. I mean, Pedro's more, was a little older. Yeah. But. He's kind of like the kid that keeps to himself and is kind of silent. But it's, Yeah, it's like the person we would be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't really grade him on anything because he, it's. He was good at being quiet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just there, the man there, a few words. There we go. Well, I guess we're going to skip Pedro. Okay. Um. Well, at least we can do Rosa and Victor. Th- yeah, that, that is true. Uh, what did you think about Rosa, played by Marta Milans? I thought she was really good. I thought um it was... Uh, I'm not combining the two characters, but I thought it was interesting how uh, her and uh, Rosa and Victor like bounced off of each other. Um, how they both like opened their home to these foster kids, but at, she was kind of like the more like kind of like not skeptical one, but like she was always afraid that if they did run off, they would never come back. Mm. Whereas he always had a feeling that you know if. If they do, that's amazing, and we will, you know, we'll be the first to open them back up. Welcome them back with open arms. Yeah. I like her, her worry felt very genuine. It did. It really did. And I, I liked how, like, the contrast with her and Victor. Like, she was just the worry wart, and he was the. Uh, more the lovey-dovey yeah. kind of guy. I mean, but that does... Should we, like, group these into, like, one grade? Uh, what do you think? We can. Or do you think we should grade them individually? I think we should do it together, because they, they were never on screen apart. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, I'd say together. I agree with how you said, like, he was, like, kind of, like, the whole, like, lovey-dovey kind of father uh, Victor was. But I did like how, like, when they were finally able to talk to Billy, like, he brought out his, like, full, like, I don't know, like, parent, like, I don't know, like, not, like, angry father, but, like, worried father. That it's, like, you know, like, I don't care that you're just a foster kid that barely came into our lives. We still love you and we care about you. And we've been wondering where the hell you've been. Like, why did you run off on us? Mm Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, he showed up all beat up, too. Yeah. And he's like, you're getting into fights, you're skipping classes, you're doing this, you're doing that. Like, the hell is going on? We care about you. And yeah. all that. Like, that I really liked. And then, yeah, they really, I think they nailed this couple. They, I completely agree. They did. Like, I definitely got a sense of a vibe that they're a, you know, a married couple that, 
because they've been because they were in the same shoes as these kids when they were younger, they understand what they're going through. They understand like why they're so hesitant or why it takes them so long to get adjusted. Um, and I feel that added so much to their characters. It did. It added a, a lot to their character. Um, so what are you thinking for a grade? Like a 90? For both of them? Yeah. I can give you that. Okay. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that averages out to a 90. Nice. For overall acting. Very nice. Okay, character development. I think that we should just focus on Billy, Freddy, and Savannah. Uh, Yes, I agree. Unless there's like another one that you're thinking of. No, that was the only three. Okay. So, starting off with Billy, what did you think? I really enjoyed his character arc throughout the movie. Um, I especially like where they started it out, where <laughs> uh, he basically, I love how he tricks cops into thinking there's an actual robbery at the pawn shop, but no, he's just tricking them into being able to go into their cop car and use their computer to find his mom. That was pretty damn funny. That was pretty great. Yeah. And then he steals the cop's lunch. It just shows how adept he is. Yeah, right? Like, very... He's kind of a little bit of a con boy. Yeah. So, it's always the... Those kids that turn out to be pretty great. Yeah. I I agree. Because he wasn't that... He wasn't ever doing anything wrong. No. He was just... Well, I mean... I mean, locking locking yeah. them away was, yeah. Like, honestly, I just don't understand why he didn't... Oh, uh, wait, there's, pr- like, privacy laws. I was going to say, I don't understand why he just didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's the whole, yeah. Yeah, but there's, like, a whole privacy law. Um, yeah, I'm, and, su- I'm sure he thought of that. But... Yeah, he didn't have to steal that, that cop's lunch. That was just him being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But no, I, I thought his character arc was very good. Um, going from... The loner uh, foster kid that literally believes that he can take care of himself. He doesn't need anybody else. Um, to a kid that, after his real family, is is not as great as he thought it was. To coming to realize that no, this foster family I have now, to me, is my real family. Yeah. Something I wish that they would have touched on, and this is something I read on, like, one of these, like, Shazam trivia sites. Yeah. Or just superhero trivia things. He, so Shazam, so when, like, so when Billy turns into Shazam, that is like his perfect image of what like of what his father is. And Oh shit. Yeah, like it's I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't read Shazam comics at all, but I guess they've shown pictures. This is just from my understanding that they've shown pictures of Shiz- or of Billy's dad in the comics and he's just like a grungy looking version of what shazam looks like so it's kind of like 
Like, he's, like, just not re- well put together. Yeah. And when he said, like, so when Billy says Shazam, he kind of turns into what his dad would look like if he was all put together and nice and had his life together. So, ba- so but they I focus look- a lot on the mom, so I don't think they they're did. ever going to touch on that. So if th- he's thinking of, like, um, his dad being in, like, kind of, like, the low spot of his life and everything. I don't know why, but when it comes to, like, seeing Zachary Levi in kind of, like, a low spot in his life, I think of his role in Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. Yeah, that was pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Take that Take that appearance of how he is in that movie. And Yeah, like, if they were, like, I think it'd be cool if he was, like, in the sequel, went to go visit his dad in jail that would actually yeah, like that'd be pretty cool like if it was like a situation where he like maybe he's getting adopted by rosa and victor yeah and the mom's already signed away her rights and the that it's like the dad's turn and he goes to the courthouse to be there and it's like like a like a just a rough looking zachary levi playing that like where it looks like he's heftier and just like rugged looking and just like ratty hair or something that would be pretty cool i'd i'd really like to see that in the sequel yeah i'd like to see them touch on that a little bit too but we'll see (laughs) um yeah so yeah i like how he went from like I was talking or saying earlier, how we went from the loner kid to the guy that thought that he could do anything with superpowers now and like earn all this money off of people. I thought like that was act- a funny thing that they added, that he was basically just performing like tricks with his superpowers to earn money. That that was funny. I thought that was a funny addition. That was hilarious. I liked <laughs> When he caught the the bus, yeah, and was re- going to put it down, and the dog got in the way, and he's just like, "Move, dog! Like, Come on, please be a good boy. Please be a good boy and move." They like, I don't know about you, but I would be knocked the hell out if I was that Asian dude that crashed against the glass. Seriously though, oh, I would have had the wind knocked out of me. Yeah, I'd have been like out. <laughs> Any one of those people that hit the window. Like, yeah, there was like, like three th- of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, they hit that thing pretty freaking hard. Yeah, like, the dude, so the dude in the, when he grabbed the freaking mattress, the the Asian dude was like, this is where I die. Yeah. <laughs> His face was priceless. Yeah, so I had a hard time believing that the uh, the glass held that well. Against three people yeah. falling flat against that. Yeah. After it was like crackling a ton yeah. with just the Asian dude. And considering like all mo- like the two that like smack after him were kind of like towards the middle of the bus, they got some decent speed yeah. in that <laughs> window. So yeah, that was just full on just bat. Yeah. So <laughs> I I agree with you. I have a hard time believing that that thing didn't break after one, if not two people. And three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it didn't even break. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm just like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, if it's start if it starts crackling after one dude, it's going to break after three <laughs> direct hits. Yes. 
but that's got nothing to do with how he is as a character. Yeah. Um, I liked how they showed how Billy was running away from Savannah when he realized that he was like in real danger. Yeah. Like he thinks he's Superman, like invulnerable to everything. And then he realizes he's not. And then that's when he starts panicking and running away. And then he, he gets worried, but then they, then Savannah, like he's still worried. He doesn't want to, but then he realizes that, the family that does care for him is in danger, and then he's just like, well, shit, and kind of goes into action that way. It's not really because he wants to. It's because he feels he needs to. Yeah. And then that's kind of helps solidify the whole situation with him accepting that he needs family to help. Yeah, that he, he doesn't have to be alone in on this. So what are you thinking for... A grade on his story arc. Like a 90? I'm thinking. I was thinking the exact same thing. We're connected. Um, what are you thinking for Freddy? Because as much as I love Jack Dylan Grazer, I feel his arc wasn't super great. It wasn't. But I feel like the character really didn't have a lot of places to go, per se. I... Uh, I mean, I did like that um that whole exchange after, you know, like the bus um the the bus situation, how um uh Billy points out that like, oh, you know, like you make it think like these are your superpowers, you know, and I know you'd wish it was and like just like his monologue how he goes into, you know, like, yeah, you know, I really wish it was because I know everything about this, you know, like I think I deserve this, but it gave that, but uh, it all happened to you. Yeah. Like that felt very storybook to me. It like did. I, you knew that conversation was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with this is the more of a right. We should add a writing category. <laughs> we should. I, I agree. Cause, Cause that was, that was lazy writing. Yeah. I think we're going to add that after today. We're okay. going to add a writing I, category. I like this idea. <laughs> As for character development, he didn't really go anywhere. No. The only place he went was from being the crippled kid to being the having superpowers. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't really think Freddy really needed a huge character arc. He really needed didn't need to go anywhere. He was kind of like Billy Shaman. Yeah, there we go. Led him yeah. on his journey. So like because of that, I'm thinking like 75 on his arc. He doesn't have an arc. Dude, at least give him an 80. I can meet you in the middle at like 77. 78. Take it or leave it. Uh, fine, I'll give you 78. Thank you. And that's just because that's nothing against the actor. It's just his character stayed in the same place. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Like enough to give me my seventy-seven. Nope. Sticking with seventy-eight. <laughs> not fine. Like, be that way, <laughs> asshole. Not letting you off that easy, buddy. 
Okay, what about Dr. Savannah? I felt his arc was really good. It was. He... I don't feel he was kind of... Did you feel at all he was a throwaway villain? I would honestly like to see him back. I would too. I I didn't think he He, was a throwaway villain. Yeah, like, I feel... Red Skull was more of a throwaway villain than Yeah, I haven't seen Captain America the First Avenger in years. Yeah, sorry, like, no, you, not like years he, since last year. What really happens is he grabs the the tesseract and just disappears. Like I, it's re- and you don't miss him. Like who, who I do miss is Loki because we got a little bit of backstory with Loki. Yeah, you see where he's coming from, and that's the exact same thing that they did with him. Yeah, they gave him a backstory so you feel like some really shitty de- uh, like abandonment issues. <laughs> he yeah, he really did, and like issues with his self-worth and everything and that makes for like a really interesting character i think i uh yeah i would i would agree someone who's just constantly after power so like his arc he went from someone that had no power to basically forcing his way to get more ends up getting it and then it leaves him and then he's just like distraught after that. I mean, it's a, it's not like a fun arc to follow. No, but it's a, an arc nonetheless. Yes, and it's an amazing one, like really well done. And I, I don't want to give it a ninety-five, but I want to give it a couple points higher than Shazam's or than Billy's, maybe like ninety-two. Really? Because I was thinking ninety as well. Thinking ninety? Yeah. How about we meet in the okay, middle? Okay, I can give you ninety. I, can I was going to say meet in the middle with ninety-one. Nah, I can give you ninety. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay, and that brings our character development average to eighty-six. It's not bad. All right, music. Did you have any issues with the music? Because no, I felt there was was there really barely any any in there. Uh, well, okay, it was wait, mainly the, it like was. the score. Yeah, there um, was a f- like his uh, lightning with my hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that little song um, that was fun. I forget the uh, the song that's playing at the beginning of the movie. Um, it's a Christmas song, isn't it? Yeah, there okay. was a lot of Christmas songs yeah. in this. Um, I don't know, like the song choices were good. There aren't really any that stood out. Yeah, I know. So no- it was real. Average. Yeah, so I'm not like gonna go out and buy the soundtrack. Yeah, so maybe like a six. Thinking like seven. All right, seven. Because it, like I said, just average. Yeah, there wasn't anything like that stood out. I agree. Um, the effects, they were Uh, lacky. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is this is the biggest problem I have with the effects. When Doctor Savannah is flying, I think he looks fine. Okay. When Zachary Levi is flying, okay, I have some problems. Because his face, I don't, or like his body, like up here, kept looking so off. Like, dude, and it was the same with, uh, with Freddy. When he was, like, getting grabbed, you, like, it looked like his, like his body, like the body was moving, but the head wasn't. Yeah. And it looked off. Yeah. 
and so like just that like how it just did not look good like that drags the effects down for me quite a bit same here yeah um, like what are you thinking because there were, like, some significant areas where I was just like, that looks bad. Like, I want to say a five, but s- do you feel that's like... This is out of a hundred. Oh, it's out of a hundred. I'm sorry. It's gonna, like, I'm thinking, like, in the 60 range. And that's, 60? Yeah. What are you thinking? I was thinking, like, 70. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm being a little too harsh. <laughs> No, like, over like the lightning and everything looked good. Yeah, that looked fine. Um, like it was just with the flying sequences, yeah. and there was a lot of them. Yes. So that's what drags it down. Yeah. Other than like the other effects, other than the flying, looked pretty, pretty good. Yeah, they did. Especially like because apparently this movie didn't have a huge budget. So I think they did amazing with the budget, but they could have done better. <laughs> yeah. Now that you say with the budget, that definitely shows with the flying effects. Yeah. It shows really hard. And I'm thinking we want to meet in the middle at 65. Yeah. Oh, that's going to kill the score of this film. Okay. Costumes. Um. I all the kids they felt yeah okay you, there was it was a it was very obvious they were going with color schemes with the kids yeah it was I didn't think about that until the ending <laughs> and, yeah until, like, like Darla's wearing purple Mary's always wearing red yeah. Freddie has his blue jacket Pedro's seen in his green Sure. The only one that they didn't do like the obvious thing one, obvious color thing with was Eugene. Didn't he wear a gray jacket? Did he? Oh shit! <laughs> I think he did. Okay, well, I'll have to go see okay. it again. <laughs> yeah. So everyone had their their color scheme. Yeah, and it was obvious. It was super obvious. It's kind of funny though. Like, the only one that didn't stand out a whole ton was Darla. Because it's like a little girl. Yeah, she's going to wear purple. Yeah. But then you see Pedro, and he's like, okay, he only wears green. Mary, oh, she only wears red. Like, come on. Well, I mean, the Power Rangers only wore their colors. Exactly. (laughs) Like, their costumes weren't great either. (laughs) Uh, I found that funny even, like, in the... uh... The the 2017 reboot didn't most of the Rangers actually yep. wear their colors. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to dock for that for the obviousness, but like Savannah's costume looked really good. Yeah, I loved how crisp he looked. Yes, like it looked. He looked like very professional for a supervillain. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. And then the the suits for the sh- for Shazam and the family. Yeah, they all looked very good. Like uh, I pointed out to you, Pedro's uh, costume looked a lot better in the movie than it did in Funko Pop form. It did because it was a lot darker of a green. Thank goodness. Yeah, very much so. 
I wish that there would have been a little bit more consistency with between Darla and Mary's costume. Yeah, they were like, like completely hers different. Hers was like strapless, yeah. and Mary's had sleeves. Yeah, and then uh, with the, Darla's and skirt and everything. Well, too. didn't like Darla actually have like pants? I thought she just had really tall boots. Maybe that's what it was. What it was because like with uh, uh, Mary's, you could actually see her legs, but I don't think with Darla's you didn't see them. Maybe she was wearing leggings. Maybe. Yeah, it might have been leggings. We'd have to double check and look. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so those looked good. So I'm going to give some, like, a little extra points with how good they looked. Yeah. And there was a scene where it showed off all their costumes that looked incredible. And it was when they first transformed in the the circus. When it was the smoke and all you saw was was lightning bolt. That was awesome. Yeah, I was just like, yes. That was badass. So, I'm thinking eight. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, I think seven is a little too harsh. Yes. Um, Genre grade. So, grading this as a superhero family movie. As a family superhero movie, I think it did a very good job of pulling off what it was shooting for. Um, Like, honestly... um. I I don't think I heard one bad word in this movie. Like all I heard was crap. Did they even say shit or ass? No, they said shit. Oh, they did. Oh, mm-hmm. when I don't remember that. I think Pedro said it. Oh, no, I thought no. He said oh crap. No, he. I someone said shit. I swear. I don't think it was. Said shit. I don't think it was Pedro because I thought he was going to. Like when that moment happened, like with the. I think it was. Uh, the um Ferris wheel was falling, and I thought he was gonna say, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Oh crap!" I'm like, yeah, "Okay," I mean, I guess he's not old enough to say, "Oh shit," but okay. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing I have wrong with the, that scene in the reboot of Ghostbusters. Did when... Freddy say shit? He might have. Yeah, I think Freddy did say shit. Yeah, that's what I'm remembering. I mean, I have all the characters. It would make sense for either him or Billy to say shit. Yeah. So what what would you So what would you say or for family? This was like very family. Ah, uh, there was some terrifying imagery. Yeah, with the seven deadly sins, that was very disturbing. Like if I was a little kid, I'd probably be having some nightmares. And some of the shit that happened with uh with the wizard <laughs> like when he melted away, like it oh, his yeah. face was like that... melting. It's Infinity War all over again. Yeah, no shit. I'm like, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop reminding like, me. So in a way, Korath also disappeared too. Is it like his job to die, or to like appear for a little while and then just die in apparently, these superhero movies? Apparently, did he? What happened to him in the first Guardians? I can't even remember. Uh, remember Drax ripped his brain out? Oh, he did. Yeah. Or the circuitry ripped or ripped inside his head, and he's just like sitting there spasming. Oh the yeah, okay, now I do remember that. But yeah, he died in Guardians. He died in this. Yep. He was only in Captain Marvel for like two minutes of screen time, if that. There's some <laughs> other superhero movies that he's been in that he died. <laughs> this is sad guy's a good actor. Dude, he is. He's super good, but like. I wouldn't be mad if that was like his role yeah. in superhero movies from now on. 
That'd be freaking hilarious. So other than the the terrifying imagery at certain places. Oh, like with the chick that touched the door. Oh yeah, oh, that was that disturbing. Was... Like yeah, I was like, was. what the hell? Yeah. And this like you said with the seven deadly sins, uh biting that one dude's head off. Yeah. Like you don't see it, but yeah, dude, I totally forgot about that woman. That was, like, disturbing. And, like, you can, like, see her, like, in shock, like, as she's, like, disappearing and, like, wanting to cry out. Like, oh, I totally forgot about that scene. Dude, in another scene, that freaking nightmare fuel is when they were in the boardroom and the dude is, like, looking at the windows and seeing the people pushed up against it and then just oh, disappearing. Yeah. yeah, that was disturbing, too. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I surprisingly did not jump at that scene. I thought I was going to. I was I was expecting a jump scare, but I did not. I was expecting one, too. And I was, like, covering my ear. <laughs> because it, it's... The the thing with jump scares, it's that pop of the... Yeah. The, so that's what gets me. So if I cover my ears and kind of muffle it a little bit, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> That's also the pussy way to do it, but okay. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> so what are you thinking for for that? Okay, so is this out of 100 or 10? Out of 100. Out of 100. Sorry, I always forget. Um, I want to say like like 85? I was thinking 80. Eight, okay. Can we meet in the middle? Actually, yeah. no. Well, no, let's go with 80. 80? Yeah. Okay. For, for like the like scary scenes, yeah, I'm going to have to knock it down to an 80. Okay, well, that is all the categories filled in. And our final grade for Shazam is a B. Which is actually lower than the Rotten Tomatoes score, I think. Is it? Yeah, well, let me... Were we harsher? (laughs) I think we were. Let's find out. Yeah, our, our, our score, like... The number score, the percentage score that we got was 83. Yeah, it's at a 91. We well, were harsher on Shazam. Yeah. Well, Interesting. All, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, so we were a little harsher on it, but it came to a B, which isn't bad. No, it's not. This This movie had a lot of redeeming qualities. It was very fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. But yeah, I mean, the only thing holding it back was the effects, the costume, and some of the writing, which we're going to add a category th- yes. thing in. Um, I'm thinking that we replace theme with writing. I, I would and agree. And then just because like, I think the theme kind of groups in with uh, the genre yeah, grade. I completely agree. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do from now on. Yeah. Always improving. Yes. And if you guys have an improvement, uh, you can let us know what those improvements are. Yeah. Even if it makes us cry. Yeah. Uh, you could message us on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash the all bros. No punctuation there. Or you can message us on Twitter at the all bros. Or you can email us at the all bros channel at gmail.com. Or if you feel so inclined, you can fill out our form on tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros. Just go to the, I think it's like leave a message tab. I think, yeah, I think that's what you pointed said it was. Yeah. So I think that concludes this episode, right? I would say so. Well, if you like this episode and want to check out more, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, And Spotify. 
You think uh, maybe we should just change that to you can subscribe to us on uh, the whole nine yards? So let's face it, that's literally what it is. We're on everything. Pretty much. Yeah, we might just do that from now on. Because <laughs> that is a mouthful. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you can also check out all of our episodes on YouTube. Um, a new video will be heading your way soonish. Yeah. We apologize. We thought we had good footage, but... We didn't. We had shit. Yep. And I take full responsibility. <laughs> okay. Well, next week... Is Were we planning on reviewing Us? Yes. Okay. Next week we're going to do a breakdown of the movie Us from Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that next week. And until then... This has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. Oh, shit. Herbert's back. He never let... (laughs) 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 I can't do it anymore, damn it. You ruined it. He never left. There you go.